You're listening to Do That Well with your hosts, Brenda and Karen, a podcast about real experiences and how to turn them into life lessons. Unscripted, honest, funny, genuine, and passionate. In this episode, we talk about social quirks, the best place to be at a party, and bringing your happiness. Today, we're going to talk about do socializing well. So what does that mean? Okay, well, the thing is, we're not all gifted with social party skills. Some of us have to learn those social party skills. You'd be surprised at how many people pass on going to social functions because they feel awkward and they don't want to or they don't know how to engage in conversation. Because we have this this persona that you have to be the life of the party and not everyone is the life of the party, but you can still create life at a party. Exactly. Okay. So Karen, I have a question for you. Okay. (laughs) I think, you know, when it, when it comes to parties or just socializing in general, people always think that you need to be very extroverted. Now, do you consider yourself an extrovert or do you consider yourself an introvert? Okay, I did the Myers-Briggs, and I am full-on introvert. Okay, I'm a full-on introvert. But my sister calls me a gregarious introvert. So because I'm not shy, I have, you know, I I have communication skills. But I, if I went, I had to learn this the hard way. So when I go to a party, it takes me 90 minutes to warm up, an hour and a half before I start feeling comfortable. And what would happen is after an hour, an hour or so, I would actually just leave because I just didn't like it until I started learning that it actually took me 90 minutes to warm up. And then I was great. So in those 90 minutes, I just sat, I would sit, like I would not do anything and I would just let other people who were kind of like me come sit and then we would have our own little thing because I can do really well with two or three people but in a larger setting I tend to be I'm I'm, I that's when I definitely would feel more awkward yeah I think that it's funny a lot of times people that you think are extroverts um actually identify as being introverts because when I look at you and I think of Karen I totally think you're an extrovert but you know, I also consider myself an introvert. and I don't think a lot of people view me that way necessarily. So I think that that sort of proves that um, socializing or extroversion is something that can be learned. I do too. And I know for me, like I think, okay, I, whenever I have to do something that's more public, like with a group of people that are more than three, that's public to me. Um, I find I have to tell myself to get in my A game to be to shine my brightest. But what I've noticed, my friends who are extroverted, they don't even do that. And I'm the other way where I go, okay, let's do this. You know, like I have to like A game, A game is on, you know. So I notice that for them, it's just natural. Like, you know, being the life of the party or being social is really, really natural for them. My preference is two or three people still to this day. Yeah, I'm right there with you. <laughs> okay, so I have a question on socializing. So like, do you have a nervous habit? How would I know that you're feeling uncomfortable? What would you do? That's a bit of a nervous twitch. And also, how shy would you say you are in a social setting? Oh, wow. That's, I think that depends so heavily on what kind of social setting I'm in. So if I'm at a party, like a full on party, um, you will find me by the snack table. That is how you know that I'm nervous or uncomfortable. If I'm eating snacks, 
no one can talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this is a movie being played out right now. (laughs) There's a way to make sure that I don't have to engage. (laughs) And then the other thing I really love about being by the snack table is that you never have to leave the snack table because everybody is going to come get a snack at some point, right? So you do end up having these small, short interactions with everybody, but it's like in my comfort zone. Do you think that would be actually a tip? Like, hey, if you're not, if you find yourself awkward in parties, it really works to go to the snack table. Just go there and people naturally talk to you and it will warm you up for the evening. Like, would you actually use that as uh, wisdom? You know, I've never thought about it that way, but yeah, I guess so. <laughs> that's because that's, I've never thought that. It never crossed my mind to go to the snack table, but I'm like, oh, I'm going to try that. <laughs> well, yeah, because everybody goes to get a snack at some point. So you'll definitely cross paths with everybody you might have wanted to say hello to. But it's also this safe setting because you know that unless there's other people that have figured out the, the tip, the key, but most likely not everybody else is also hanging out by the snack table all night long. So, you know, you can have these shorter interactions. It's like low stakes. Okay. And what soon do you have a nervous twitch at all or a nervous habit that would, that would sound the alarm like, okay, she's uncomfortable. Like, do you have anything that you do that you know of? I think that I start, um, what is like the words that I'm looking for without making it sound ridiculous. I start fidgeting with my face like I'll like scratch it you know something on my face or I'll like itch my ears or it like I'll just start kind of getting idle hands I love that okay all right and how in the shy spectrum how how shy would you say you are oh geez well I don't know I would say I'm pretty shy I missed a month of school in seventh grade and I later found out it was because my social anxiety was making me physically sick and I missed a month of school. So if that gives you any indication of how shy I am. (laughs) I find the shyest when I get really uncomfortable is when I'm not prepared for people to make me the center of attention. So I remember being at this like kind of like a summit and um, we were having breakfast and all of a sudden I was, it was only me and somebody else sitting and all of a sudden there was about six or seven people and they started asking me questions. I was mortified. And so after you discovered this about yourself, after you discovered like, oh, okay, I get shy when people are putting me on the spot. Did you just accept that as a truth for yourself? Or did you use that to start to figure out how to prepare for those circumstances? um, I don't like it. I actually still don't like it. I don't think I've mastered it. There's something about being taken off guard and having attention. I overwhelms. I get overwhelmed. I have anxiety, but I'm way better now than I've ever been. Way, way better. It's this thing of being looked at or watched. Um, I don't, I'm not comfortable with that. Yeah. It makes me really, really nervous and awkward. <laughs> I feel like there's a couple um, things that we're finding as a theme here, right? So I think one of the things is that for people who maybe don't socialize well, a lot of times it's anxiety Mm -hmm. inducing. And then I really liked that you brought up this idea that you feel like you're being watched. So for you, beyond just this fear that you're being watched, 
do you think that the reason that that is hard is because then you also think you're being judged? Yes, absolutely. Yes. And I want to be light. And so I overcompensate uh, the fear of what if they don't like me? I, it's a weird thing because I've, you know, over the years, I, I, it's okay if you don't like me. I really am okay with that. But the, that social setting of being watched or judged, um, like, Maybe it's that, that look like what's with her kind of thing, that look of liked, not necessarily whether they like you or not, but that look, like what's with her, that I think I, I still struggle with. It's funny because we're talking about you don't have to be the life of the party, but you can create life, right? So I think that sometimes in order to start socializing, you have to be able to let go of that fear of judgment. And you need to be able to let go of that that want or that desire to have everyone like you. Because that that can be for those people that are the life of the party. But we just want to be able to hang, right? <laughs> and I've noticed people get confused with me because with a group of two or three, like let's say I met a round table at a pub and I had the white noise and the server is there and we're all laughing. I am, that's my, where I'm the most gregarious, but it doesn't translate into a large group. So I notice they think, oh, you must be the life of the party. I was like, nope, actually not the life of the party, but put me with two or three people around a round table at a pub and I come alive. Like that is my sweet spot. And I think with with socializing, I do feel like we have to find that social place that we love and that becomes the root of our tree. Like I love that environment. And so then what I do is I associate myself in that environment. I go, that's the Karen that needs to show up at this large gathering like I know what I look like with two or three people, that Karen needs to show up here and that's where I get uncomfortable. But at least I have a context. Like I I can see what I sound and look like in that little gathering. And that's what I'm trying to bring to the table in a larger gathering. So Karen, you kind of talked a little bit about how you've had to figure out how to, you know, channel this small group, Karen, and then prepare yourself and be able to do it in this larger setting. Um, So what does that feel like for you? Is it prior to going into a bigger social circumstance, you have a sit down with yourself and you're like, okay, these are things like, do you prepare questions ahead of time? Like, oh, these are the things I could talk about. What does that process look like for you? What does it feel like? Okay. A great question. So what I notice, I mean, I've never thought about till this moment. So this is actually good. I do know that I want to go to any social function happy. I want to show up happy. I don't want to show up any other emotion than happy. So I look forward to going. And I think what happens is because I'm happy, people like happy. <laughs> Number one, people, even if I'm shy and quiet, my energy is happy and people gravitate to that. So that is a big plus is I, I actually am going, I'm going somewhere socially and I'm going to go with happiness. So then when I see the server, or the concierge or the whatever I'm going to, I'm in instantly friendly to the servers. Hi, how are you? You know, I'm, I'm just... I'm creating my happy space. And so then, and I smile and I, 
just smile. So when I'm standing beside somebody and I smile beside somebody, I smile. Hi. And and how are you? Good. Like I just I'm I'm definitely choosing happiness over any other emotion when I go to these places. Even though I'm nervous or I'm uncomfortable, I don't know who to talk to or I don't know where to stand or whatever, I'm still going to choose happiness. And then the other thing I do um, is I only talk to the person to my left or to my right. So I'm not going to be too concerned with anybody else. So that helps a lot too. So that's my warm up is I just talk to whoever's on my left, whoever's on my right, in front of me, behind me, whatever. I'm just going to keep my my social circle super small because that's where I'm comfortable. And then from there, I can, you know, I start to relax. And and the the third thing I would say is I'm so curious about people that I, I enjoy, it could be the way they look. And I'm like, oh, I love your look. And I get, I find my boldness in extending a compliment for my perception of the person. Like I'll, I'll just give a compliment because that's a good icebreaker as well. So I do all these things, but everything's tied into happiness, celebrating and happiness. I want to celebrate and I may not be great at socializing, but I know how to celebrate. You know, and so that's probably where I put my I invest my energy. That's so good. Maybe that's what I need to try. I'm going to do the food, the food thing, <laughs> the snack, the snack section. <laughs> I don't know. I, maybe I'm a little too calculated. I think that I get so nervous going into social situations that I do the thing where, like, I prep myself. I'm like, okay, you're going to be this person tonight. These are the questions that you could maybe ask people because I don't want to run out of questions because that's a real thing that could happen, right? So then maybe the energy that I'm bringing is frenetic or scared. Maybe I just need to try and be happy. It's about my personal energy and I, I can, that's all I have is my energy. So I'm going to, that's all I have to offer. So I might as well be really positive energy. Okay, but you said something that triggered a thought. So my parents just celebrated their 60th, 60 anniversary. And um, I remember... Several months ago, we were playing a card game um, and I asked them, I said, what gift have you been to each other? Like, what's the gift you've given each other? And my mom said, your dad helped me get out of my shell. He helped me get over being shy. She goes, I I am so shy. And he really pulled me out of that shell. I said, and dad, what about her? And he said, kindness. She taught me how to be kind. But the thing that I remember, she told me this, is she would actually put a list of questions together. She actually literally had to put a list of questions together that she could go to so that she could have conversations because she couldn't come up with it naturally. And so she, because of work, hard work, she overcame it and she's just a chatterbox. (laughs) There's nothing shy about my mom, you know, even though she still has that quiet spirit about her, but she overcame it. And I think maybe some of the things we need to really communicate is you can overcome shyness. No one is to ever be labeled with something they don't want to be labeled with. You know, like, okay, maybe it's going to take us a little more work. We don't disqualify ourselves because we're shy. Shy is where we start, you know, and without even losing our shyness, but we can still become more social and more engaging and more conversations and things like that. Oh, that's so good. Something that stuck out to me in that story is, you know, you said that your mother said that he helped her come out of her shell. And just today I was having this conversation with a friend and my friend is dating somebody new. They said something that's so great is that this new partner is forcing me to be more social and less shy. And I thought about it and I was thinking of my friend and sort of all the ways that I've seen my friend be recently. And I said, you know, it's not that this person is 
making you or getting you to do anything. It's that they're just allowing you the space to not feel judged and to be you. And you are the one that's deciding to be less shy. And so it reminds me of your mother because it's not like he gave her this list of questions and was like, hey, you need to try out these questions and this is how you're going to overcome your shyness. He just provided her the space that she felt comfortable to do that in. And maybe he provided an example in himself, but she did the work and she had to figure out how to do that. I like that a lot. I love that. It's true. She did the work. And it's so fun because she gets to go, oh, I remember when I was so shy, you know, like she's reminiscent of those days because she's so different now, you know, like she's, she's let herself evolve. So I love this idea that it is sort of up to us. Like we have to do the work. We have to decide, oh, we want to learn how to socialize better. But I think what I'm kind of hearing is that you need to be in a circumstance or a situation that other people are also allowing you that space. So I think that's a tricky thought, right? Like how do we find that balance of not allowing ourselves to feel judged, but also because we're in a setting where other people aren't judging us? Oh, that's so good too, because now like I know what I said earlier about, yes, yes, is it the truth that uh, the whole thing of what people think of me or judging? For sure. I'd be a liar if I didn't say there was some of that inside me. And I also, if I even sniff a negative energy of what any sorts, I don't stand in that space. I know like that doesn't help me. (laughs) You know, I need patience and grace and I need, you know, I need to be embraced and included and invited in. So if I am in a situation where the energy doesn't, I don't enjoy it, I just leave that section and go somewhere else. And I think maybe even in that, like if it's not being reciprocated, if we're not being welcomed in, if we're not being included, it's not inclusive, change your space, go somewhere else where you will feel included, you know? And I think that's also important in social settings. You know, not everybody connects well. We don't all have great connections with people. So don't try to make it happen. Just move, go somewhere else. Okay, Brenda, how do we end this? Let's do a recap. Okay. All right. So, um, I just want you to know I'm totally trying the snack table trick because I love that. <laughs> I know, I'm glad you love it. I swear that it works. <laughs> it, it will work for you. <laughs> so next time you're at a social function, remember four things. Number one, bring your happiness. Choose to bring happiness with you before you go to a party. It's so contagious. People will find you approachable when your energy is happy. Number two, three people can make a party. Narrow your focus to just the one or two people beside you and create your own party within the bigger party. So much can happen with just two or three people. Number three, be prepared. Going back to choosing your happiness, to offset any nerves you might have in big groups, it just admit it before you go and be prepared. I remember, Karen, you have a story about one of your clients, and anytime he'd go to join a conversation, he'd just ask, what's the topic here? And I love that. He's not trying to figure out what to say or any questions to ask, but it just gets people talking and gives you a chance to settle into the conversation. Number four, choose your favorite you. Everyone knows how to socialize, but where we socialize and how we socialize looks different for each person. So start socializing in the environments you enjoy. Maybe it's a sports event or your favorite local restaurant. And try and channel that same energy with you and take it with you to any event. And of course, number five, 
go to the snack table. Yes. Love that one. Okay. Well, that's a wrap. And everyone, thank you for joining us on this quirky adventure we call life. And next month, we're going to do our another series. So stay tuned for those details. Loved this episode of Do That Well? Head over to iTunes or Google Play to subscribe. Don't forget to rate and leave a review. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it.